Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 137 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, welcome to this week's episode, guys. I am excited because we made it through another fucking week of this bullshit. (laughs) So happy Monday. (laughs) This week, our guest for the episode is the homie, our problematic fave, Brian. Even though I don't think he was that problematic at all in this episode, all right? Normally, I ask for questions in advance, but I was kind of slipping, guys. Forgive me, so I didn't get... Any questions, any Ask Boonie or Ask Brian questions for this episode. But you guys did give us two really quick topics that we talked about. Uh, Someone mentioned interracial sex. We've never talked about that ever, I don't believe. So find out what we say about that in the conversation. We also talk about how we're navigating uh, fucking dating and dealing with exes during uh, the Rona. (laughs) You might be surprised of who's dealing with what. All right. So stick around for that conversation. We're hopping into my pick of the week. This week, my pick of the week is Insecure. I feel like I can finally, this season, give the show a pick of the week. Um, I felt like it was prior to episode five with the block party. I felt like the the season was dragging. Like, we get it. Molly and Issa were beefing. I just felt like the time, I was sick of hearing about this black party and all this bullshit and condola, which I love on Twitter. They always call her like Connecticut Consuelo. They never call her her name, but I was just felt like it was moving really slow and it wasn't the show that I was used to. So when the black party episode happened, we got to see it was layers. We got to see Tiffany and her husband and Issa and Molly. And then our girl Kelly was there. So I loved it. Um, I can't wait to see how this wraps up. Will Issa and Molly get on the mend or this shit over? All I do know is I need that nigga Lawrence to stay gone. Like, I need him to lose his job, move to San Francisco. Like, I'm just sick of seeing his face. Like, it's time for him to exit exit stage right. So, kudos to the Insecure team, even though Kelly is and will for always be my favorite. I read an article where people, you know, people have been like, it needs to be more Kelly on the show because we really don't know much about her. She doesn't have really a storyline besides to be funny. And uh, the actress who plays her, who's also a writer on the show, Natasha Rothwell, she said, you know, Kelly is like seasoning and you don't want to use too much seasoning. So I fuck with it, but Kelly's still my favorite. All right. So I'm excited about what the rest of the season has to bring. All right. Housekeeping episode uh 136 we had the homies danny and tj from lovers quarrel came onto the show they're so cute i got so much feedback about how adorable of a couple they were you guys love them some of you said you know i'm going to subscribe one message i received in particular said boonie thanks for this episode at first i was not going to listen to it once you said that they were high school sweethearts like boo yawn but danny and tj actually dropped decent advice and i found them to be super cute i'll definitely check out their show so thank you guys for listening to last week's episode if you haven't head back to listen to that also this is your announcement after this week's episode we're eight episodes left in the season seven So that's right. Eight episodes. That is it. The last episode for season seven will air on Monday, July 13th. I can't even believe we're saying July already, but 
motherfuckers we are there <laughs> uh, i don't know how much of a summer we'll have but shit summer is here right and uh so mark your calendars eight episodes left that is it and also i want to thank uh you guys for ordering your merch i have heard the request oh you should make masks uh, we'll see we'll see i might explore that option but in the meantime, if you have yet to get your Boonie Breakdown merch, you can use the code THANKS, T-H-A-N-K-S-1-5. So THANKS15 to get 15% off all orders. There is no minimum amount to order. So 15% off all orders if you head on over to thebooniebreakdown.com backslash shops to get all your shit. All right. So thank you guys for all the orders. And I do want to take this time to say um, there are delays for production and fulfillment for some of the items that are being purchased. So the, the notes are on the website. All right. So just uh, give a little grace there, but it is all Rona related. So blame the Rona on everything. All right. And now if you have yet to do so, I would so appreciate it if you could go over into the Purple app, Apple Podcast app, if you have an iPhone, iPod, iPad, MacBook, any Apple device that you listen to podcasts on. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we got a really good one this week. So I want to shout out Sanders SJ2018, dollar sign, all right? Godsend, five stars. The Booty Breakdown touches my soul on a whole nother level. My fave way to start my week off, vibing on the way to work, listening to her talk about all the things that I've known, I've personally dealt with in life. Boonie is the best heart emoji. So thank you so much, Sanders J, for this bomb five-star review. We are so close to 100 five-star reviews. So if you have yet to do so, head on over there um, to the Apple Podcast app and hit five stars. And... If you have not followed us on social media, please be sure to do that as well. You can head on over to Facebook and Instagram. We're at The Boonie Breakdown on Twitter, just at Boonie Breakdown. And when sharing this episode and tagging us on Facebook and tagging us on Twitter and Instagram, please be sure to use the hashtag The Boonie Breakdown, the hashtag pod in P-O-D-I-N. You can tag us. I respond. You guys know this. I love it when you put it in your Insta stories. That's my fave. So uh, please share. I appreciate it. It helps us grow. You guys have helped me out so much in, in that front. So keep sharing. Keep tagging us and letting all your motherfucking friends know about the Boonie Breakdown podcast. So that is it for me. I'm going to shut up and we're going to get into this conversation with Brian. So let's get ready to break it down. All right. Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie. And uh, he hit me up earlier this week and was like, I want to be ignorant. So let's record. <laughs> hey, hey <everybody>. Brian. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, you know, we trapped in the COVID and um, I just was feeling like, hey, what a, what a time to be, just go ahead and just be raw and be real. And uh, <laughs> what best time to do it, but with Boonie and the COVID. I appreciate you thinking of me. And also, this is a first for me because we are recording on Zoom and I'm seeing you. We never do this. Yeah. Ever in so years. I get to see, yes. So we're never in the same room. Never. Um, like I always tell people, it's never rehearsed. I don't know what she wants to talk about. We just go off the cuff. Um, 
a lot of people always think that we have sex because we have such great chemistry. <laughs> always. And, uh, now I get to actually see Booney's face. So I get to see some of our facial expressions when I say some of the things that I say. <laughs> I would release the video, but I look busted. So you'll just have to use your imagination like you do in every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friend. I got a question for you. No, Let's first, go. I'm going to get this out the way because I, I just posted on Instagram like, oh, shit, I've been slacking. We're recording in an hour. Who has a question or a topic? And someone mentioned, and I, I can't recall. Maybe I'm slipping because now it's so many episodes. But somebody said we've never talked about interracial fucks. Hmm, and, that's interesting. I don't, I don't, um, so I, was gonna I say, don't think I, we have. I don't think we have. And I'm going to say I've only done that one time. I've only had white meat one time. What, why was it only one time? Was it the pink Peter? It wasn't even that. I mean, it was a couple times I did it with them. And I would say that I was nervous about the penis being real pink, but it wasn't as pink as I thought. I'll say the sex wasn't great because the lack of rhythm, but the head was really good. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I don't know because I, I just go off of what most black women say, like, I don't want no pink dick. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I don't know what uh, white man's dick would look like. I don't even watch white porn, so it's for really? me. Really, you don't watch any white porn. I mean, every time, like, I will watch white women. Like uh, when okay. black men are like destroying white women. That's you like, like black dot com. <laughs> that shit is like, yes, brother, yeah, brother. Because I always wanted to. Like my fantasy with a white woman was always to play like big buck got loose. And like I'd be like the like slave, nigga slave from out back, and I'd be like, "Hey, is uh, Massa in here?" And she'd be like, "No, Massa's not home." And I get to chase her around and tear that shit up. I hate you but, so um, much. I haven't, I haven't had that opportunity. Um, I can only say I had probably three encounters with white girls. Uh-huh. One where it ended in like a sexual experience. And I didn't even come. Like, she stopped in the middle and was like, oh, I got to go. My boyfriend's calling. And, like, she was like, we got to go. Like, she was drunk. <laughs> we were drunk. It was like, I was 22. Um, another time I was out with some white coworkers, started dancing with this white girl. We started making out. And she was like, I can't do this. And she ran out. She had a boyfriend. Okay. Um, and it was another time like that where a white girl was like, oh, you know, let's go hang out. I was at work. We were working and, you know, we like kissed and stuff. And she was like, you know, I can't do this. No, like, I just can't do this. And I feel like they always be pump faking. And for me, <laughs> pump faking. they do. But for me, I'm, I've been told by my black friends who date white women that I'm too aggressive. So they were like, you don't come off. You got to be scary as fuck. Yeah. So she was like, it was like, they want you to fuck the shit out of them and beat it up, but they feel like they probably feel like you give them like too too like honest. Like they want you to <laughs> smile the whole time. So like they was like, if we go to like a white bar, you gotta just sit there and smile. Like we go to Federal Hill, go to Fells, and just smile. Like don't talk a lot, just smile. And eventually the threesome come will over. come. Yeah, they'll start kissing their girlfriend and then you'll, you know, start getting hit. And I'm like, look, I ain't got the type of fucking patience. Like, I ain't got the type of time. And honestly, like, 
I, I know we get white listeners and stuff like that, but I've always had a problem with the way white people smell. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, oh, feel I got like, a story about that. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like it's like the wet dog thing, and I feel like traditionally they don't dry off and they don't use any type of. I've and never seen a white person put lotion on. They don't. I feel like um, they just pull their jeans up, no, no underwear, and their hair and stuff smells different. They wash it every day. They just go, like they shake it and go. Like, it's definitely like a different body chemistry happening there. Definitely yeah. a different body chemistry. Right. And I will say that is why, even though I let him eat my pussy and we fucked, I never sucked his dick because I've, I didn't want my face that close. Like, I felt like it was going to smell like bologna or something. I don't know. <laughs> I was You're also bologna. very young, but I just felt like <laughs> I just couldn't See, that it. was a result of that private school education because you probably wouldn't even have never been around that white boy. <laughs> my situation was, like, I pulled up next to these girls, and it was, like, a white girl and two black girls. And the white girl was driving, and I was, like, 22... I had just moved to Philly, but I was home for the weekend. And I was like, with one of my buddies. And I was like, hey, what's up? And they was like, we talking, sitting outside Hammer Jacks. And I'm like, oh, where y'all from? They're like, Harford County. Like, <laughs> Harford boom, County. bam. Like, y'all trying to hang out? They was like, yeah. They was like, what you trying to do? So I was like, follow me. So I went straight to Towson East. So at the time, like, Towson East was like, okay, I could go up in there and get a room for $60. It's a weekend. <laughs> no big deal. You know, I got my good college job for post-college. I'm making money. Fuck it, what's sixty five dollars? So I go pay for the room. Like you coming? <laughs> so she like, yeah. When we walked in, I just pulled my dick out, and like her and her girlfriends was like sitting there touching it, like, oh wow, he got a nice dick. So I just started fucking her. <laughs> I just strapped up and started fucking her. Like one of the rare moments when I was like young and was like, I was like, yeah, I just met her. I gotta, I gotta strap up. <laughs> Power to the people. Be responsible. Strapped up. Look and at you. You rarely mention condoms. <laughs> so her girlfriends were like, um, her girlfriends was like, oh my God, your boyfriend keeps calling, he keeps calling. And they're in the room. Like I'm fucking her on top of like a table, like a desk in the room because I never felt comfortable fucking in a motel under the sheets or in the bed. So I'm like fucking her. She's like on top of a desk and they're watching and my buddy is sitting there. This is like crazy ass situation. How old are you again? Like 22. Oh, okay. And um, she was just like, oh, my God, he's calling, he's calling, he's going to kill me. Like, oh, my God, I got to go, I got to go. I'm like, don't go yet, <laughs> don't go yet. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, That's I just funny. got left with, like, I just got left. Like, she was like, I got to go, really, I got to go. I'm like, give me a number. And she was like, I can't, I can't. He's going to kill me, he's going to kill me. But she was like a white black girl. So that bothered me because I always felt like if I'm going to be with a white girl, I wanted to have blonde hair. I want her to be, like, clueless white girl. Rich, money. Like, she's got to be white. I want to put on, like, Pusha T, and she's like, who's that? Like, I want her to... <laughs> I want her to be like, when can you take me to my mom's house? And she get in the back seat and be like, that's my Uber. Like, I don't want her... I want her to be ashamed of fucking with me. Okay. That way. That's the like, setup you need. Yes. Okay. Exactly. But I also kind of feel the same way, too. I feel like the guy I I um messed with, he was white, black, the same, like, and so I kind of feel like I didn't go to the preppy. The, they would be ashamed that he was bringing home this this nigger to dinner. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, that's what I want. 
yeah, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't fuck that type either. So but I mean, yeah. they're not feel like they're progressive enough that they're open with being with a black guy, but their family has it's that like, feeling. It's um, like Ashley Graham, the plus size model. Yeah. So you have that feeling like, okay, is it okay for me to come home with her? And they might say that it's okay, but deep down inside, you're at the table eating the, you know, macaroni casserole, and you're like, <laughs> you just don't macaroni feel comfortable. Macaroni casserole. <laughs> The shepherd's pie. <laughs> Yo, some dishes are like strictly white people food. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, you be like, you go, yo, my buddy, and like, so one of my really good friends was was white, and we're not as close as we used to be, but he'll always be a good friend. And he had a cookout, and I remember they boiled the fucking hot dogs. <laughs> like, they boiled the hot On dogs. The pot? They boiled them in a pot and they like put the burgers on the grill and they had potato chips. And it was just like <laughs> a big ass thing of potato chips in a bowl. And I was like, yo, we what the fuck? Cook out. Like, this shit phony shit. Well, that's a difference too, I noticed too. It's like they'll say, we're having a barbecue. Black folk be like, we having a cookout. <laughs> right. And the, the menu completely different. Completely different. They ain't got like, no we got, like, They don't got no sides. <laughs> No sides. They don't believe in sides, you know. And their bread, they never get the potato bread. Like yeah, if you know. don't got if you don't got potato bread, and I take that bun, if I take that burnt hot dog off the grill, and you got some weak ass bread, I'm ready to go. That Wonder Bread hot dog roll, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> yeah, the big ass pack. <laughs> like no, you gotta get the Martin. The Martin's or, potato roll. <laughs> yeah, if you don't got Martin's potato roll, you ain't shit. So like, if you on the list to bring rolls. And you bring some weak ass rolls, you're not invited back to my shit. Mm-mm. I could fuck with that actually. I actually had, and I did not even know they made those. The King Hawaiian makes makes hamburger rolls now. Really, <laughs> nigga? Yeah. Really? <laughs> they was hitting. Yeah. This shit sound like type two diabetes. This shit was bomb as fuck. <laughs> it sound like pre-exposed conditions. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I want it. I want it so bad. It's good. But I, I want to date. I really, it. before I decide to settle down again, oh. um, no, I'm dead serious. Like, before I decide to settle down again, I would like to accomplish my white girl feat. Like, I would like to just go out one night and fells. Maybe you can go out with me. We'll go to Fat Hill and we'll just see how it goes. And if it doesn't work that night, then I'll just you be like, give it up. It. Yeah, but we can up. go to like Blue Agave or something and we can sit there and have some <laughs> drinks. And you can just kind of like see how it goes. But I'd be, it'd just be like, I'd be so fake. And then I'd be using my work voice. So I'd be like, Oh, you'd be cold switching like a motherfucker. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like Oh, actually, I'm the owner of a, a men's grooming brand. And then it'd be like, You know, like, oh, that's so awesome. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. And I was just like kicking myself under the table for doing it. But I can't help it. It's just natural. All right. I just got this one in, in my inbox. <laughs> what is I want to know ask Brian what is the best compliment he's ever given someone's pussy Whew. I know too that I've gotten but I'm curious what you've said that I've given someone's pussy yeah I mean rated out like, of stars is it two thumbs up what do you say um for me I don't know like if, if good pussy is just it's so 
so good it's hard to describe that you know i wish really you guys could see his face i'm actually glad that i can see it right now <laughs> because it's like i'm thinking about all of the well the few pussies i've had uh-huh, the few <laughs> yes the few that <laughs> i've had but i always felt like for me um i've had pussy that i was like oh this is good pussy but i feel like it always has been at another level when you have like a really good connection with a person so like at that because at that moment like you don't only you weak for that person so you kind of weak in the pussy because you're weak for that person but like for me i might get some new pussy and it could be really good if i don't really have no connection i could fuck all day like i'd just be like just beating the shit up like switching positions no desire like thinking about coming but the more I fuck somebody and the more we start to gather that chemistry and like getting that connection, the time starts shortening. Not like, <laughs> not like a quick time, but okay. it's just like they can get me there because sometimes I have a concentration issue where I'm like, I just can't fucking come or I have to really think about some shit. And that's when I start thinking about maybe some other good pussy I've had. And I've had this thing like, I have like a couple of different things I think about when I get hit and okay. that's how I come off a hit because I'm thinking about fucking another girl or thinking about another girl's ass moving a certain way when she's riding me backwards and I'm you like... the whole catalog of thoughts that you go I go through to. my catalog and they're sucking my dick and I'm grabbing them by the head more aggressively and I'm like, oh, thank you, Gina. But in the back of my mind, I'm like... Thank you, Tiffany, Tina, Tasha, Renee, Pamela. <laughs> Those are the girls from around the way. I hate you so much. <laughs> there was Tisha, Alicia, Rhonda. Word to DMX. <laughs> but I, so, had, I had this guy one time, and it, I took it as a compliment, and he was like, I hadn't seen him in a while, and then we saw each other, and you know how the text start going, like, hey, it was good to see you. Like, yeah, da, da, da. So we were doing that dance. And he was like, man, you got that tap out. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, you got that tap out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. I, I felt like that was a good compliment. And I, I had another person who I feel like has savage-like qualities like yourself, Mr. Hen- I was going to say your last name, Brian. I ain't going to put you out there. Um, they don't like him. They probably do, but I try to protect y'all. Um, <laughs> he said, "Out of five stars, I give you four point five And he was like, "Only because I don't even know if I've had five star. Like, is there five star pussy? I don't know." Hmm. I mean, and I've was- never really rated anybody on a scale like that. Um, usually, if I'm having sex with somebody more than a couple times and it's like going longer and longer. Like if we've had sex for like months or you can be like, Oh yeah, we had sex over like four or five times. Yeah. Then most likely I felt like it was good. You know, there's those few rare instances where somebody had just been a feeling, but if, you know, we consistently, you know, had some good nights and I've come back for it, maybe after like some breaks, <laughs> it, it, you can consider yourself in Brian's good pussy category. So pat yourself on the back if you're listening. Um, and you've, you know, we've had multiple sessions over and over, or you know, stuff like that. But gotcha. So have you had any good pussy during the Rona? No, I'm I'm celibate. 
You're celibate during the Rona or celibate? I'm, I'm celibate during the Rona. And uh, I just feel like when I get out, it's just going to be like, I don't know, when I feel like it's a trustworthy time, it's going to be like the beast will be unleashed. So yeah. all should be where? Not all. Okay. I, but um, that special <laughs> someone... She knows who she is. That special someone. Look, I, <laughs> I am going to. You're listening right now, and I just want you to know, baby. <laughs> I can't wait to be with you. I don't have to say your name. You know who you are. As a devil, I said twelve people. Um, <laughs> I feel like I fucking caved. I'm gonna be honest. I did cave. You never. You never. Um, fully social distanced. I did social distance. Not from the one person, though. Oh, well, like, no. I mean, that's okay. I think that's I feel fine. like it's just, that's it. But I feel like we both have very limited exposure. <laughs> I mean, you can come up with every way, like, to figure it, like... You have. He's actually been tested. I haven't, so... Yeah. And I, I think mean, the whole testing thing is bullshit because I was talking to somebody and they were like... I'm not even, I can't even repeat it, but it was basically some top information stuff about testing in the country. And they were just like, yeah, this shit is bullshit. My thing is this though. What kind of fucks me up now is the shit is a fucking STD now. Like they talking about it's in the nigga semen and I'm like, wait a minute, this change. But why wouldn't it be? But why wouldn't it be? I mean, I feel like if I'm fucking, if I'm fucking sick with anything, it's a fluid coming out of my body. It's no different from me. You sharing my saliva. So if I'm nutting in you and I got bronchitis or not bronchitis, but like, but now, let's say like the flu. I mean, I got flu, I got influenza in my dick. But if I'm kissing you, you're going to get it anyway. It's different than knowing it, right? It's different. It's different. Like, okay, I could take the risk with a kiss. You take a risk with kissing anyway, right? <laughs> but you, anytime you exchange fluids, you're I almost just, naturally giving yourself whatever cold or flu that person has that just makes like once you start kissing and sharing saliva if your throat is a little itchy the next day you're instantly thinking like were you fucking sick like that was the funny thing okay i'm gonna share a story so this during the rona he pops in he's here and then the next day i wake up my throat is sore as fuck and i was like oh I was like, see, that's what your ass get. Now you done caught the Rona, but I just forgot. I was just gobbling on dick. And so that's that is what I was why... about to say. So I was like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta think like, how much were you doing as far as like giving hit? And then if you swallow and you allowed it to dry up, you know, semen come dries up real fast. So like you could be laying there in one second and the next thing you know, it's dried up on your stomach. So you probably let it hit the back of your throat. It dried up. And what you failed to do was goggle, spit. <laughs> Don't go tell me what I failed to do. <laughs> like, you know, the shit so that's just why hurt. I was, it was a little dry. It was I was like, that's the process. It I was like, this is the process. Lord punishing me because <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I just knew I caught the fucking Rona. Yeah. Or was hurting like shit. Yeah. That's what it is. So, I mean, tearing that throat up. Did you go out this weekend? No, I didn't. I mean, I've been doing the same thing. You know, fire pit, house, fire pit, house. The most I've done is gone to the snowball stand. Gone to the snowball stand, get a snowball with the kids. You had a date in the Rona or you just went with your children? 
you know, I just went with my kids. Um, so they've been, you know, they've been, it's just so interesting having conversations with kids about this because we never dealt with it. And then actually hearing them express how they feel. And we were at the um, snowball stand. And so the kids know, like, they have to social distance and they have to wear their mask. So I, I never let them get out the car. I was like, you know what? I had some extra mask in the car. I put a mask on. And it's me and the two youngest. And as soon as my 10-year-old got out the car, like, 50 feet away was, like, one of her best friends from school. And the, the mom had on a mask and the little girl had on a mask. And the mom was like, oh, there's Mr. Brian and Braylon. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck she is because she got a mask on. <laughs> and um, my daughter just sprints to this girl and they hug for like five minutes, like almost Aww. like they were about to cry because she missed her friends. And, you know, it's easy for us to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to step outside, get some fresh air. I'm a social distance, though. But for kids, like, they've really been locked down because we really feel serious about our kids being vulnerable. But it's just interesting when I have conversations with them about how they feel. And they're like, well, Dad, you shouldn't be going out to the fire pit because you can bring home the Rona. Come on, get them. Y'all don't be social distancing and shit. I be seeing your little stores. We be six feet apart. It don't look like it. It don't look like it because, but it's actually really a big fire pit. And everybody kind of had that space like we were real you know we got hand sanitizer and stuff on hand and if you're drinking bourbon over 100 proof like whiskey over 100 it's killing the rona it's killing the rona actually kills it just like goggling um mouthwash and stuff all of that stuff has potential to not allow those germs to fester listen somebody sent me a message who was it It was shika because after the last time you came on here you said you know how you go outside you can smell the rona Mm -hmm. and she saw an article where they were saying how dogs can smell the Rona when they go outside. <laughs> and she said to she's like, this nigga Brian was right talking about you can go out and smell the Rona. <laughs> so is she saying I'm a dog or is she saying I'm right? She said you were right. She said you were right. Don't start she no might shit, be a dog <laughs> Don't start no shit, Chica. <laughs> and I was like, bullshit. You can't smell the Rona. She's like, well, Brian was right. You can. <laughs> Hey, she can watch it. Don't make me pull up the DMs. Have you been in any DMs? Have you had fun in the DMs? I've had a oh, few man. exciting moments in the DMs myself. I mean, I, I honestly, like, my DM be popping. So, come on. It's just a matter that a lot of times I don't want to talk to the people that's in my DM. <laughs> I'm shallow as fuck. Like, I go through all of their pictures. I'd be like, <laughs> face, oh face, my face, God, face, that face, is. Face, face. Where the fuck are the full body pics 2014? If you were fat in 14 and had a bad body, and I don't even mind like semi-fat girls, but like if you were if you had a bad body in 14 and that's like your last full body pick, I know in 20 your shit is bad. Like all Let your fat pictures- girls live. Yeah, but be be a happy fat girl. I love a big girl with some confidence and some swag. A big girl with some confidence and swag will put that shit on you and fuck your world up. Let them know. But, yeah, they will. <laughs> you know, my twin sister's a big girl. She was always sexy B, big B. You know, that was like her whole motto. She was very confident all her life. But it's just about, if you're a big girl, dress to your size. Or dress, you can be sexy without being stank. I seen a lady yesterday with all her stomachs piled in these BB leggings. You said and stomachs, a, plural. Yes, and she had on a fucking crop top 
like bra type joint, like a racer back type joint, and it was like rolls. And I was just like, "Where the fuck are you going?" Like to the snowball stand, nigga. Yeah, but you could she could put some shit on that was still sexy, but not like just just stank. Like there's a difference between and it's, it's girls who small that be stank. Like just okay. because you just because you got not a big stomach, but your shit ain't your shit ain't tight. You ain't always gotta wear your stomach up. Like you got a little bit of a pouch too. Like your little fupa ain't sexy just because you small or you think you small just because you like one fifty to one sixty. You need to tighten that shit up too. So you could be stank and small. But okay, that's fair then. Everybody has to dress according to like niggas. Don't be in no little ass fucking polo shirt or little ass t-shirt <laughs> with your fucking stomach sticking all the way out. So it's somebody showing. who really bothers me because I feel like they used to be smaller in a former life and they haven't gotten used to that and all their t-shirts and polo shirts be tight as fuck on their little gut. And it's like, just put on a bigger shot. Like, if that's a large, get the extra large. Yeah, and it's like, dudes it's okay. be dressed like, so... You got a lot of big dudes who want to dress like little skinny dudes. Mm-hmm. And so the pants we can't even fucking come up, be hanging exactly. under the gut. Yeah. Nobody like, wants to see that. Yeah. So I think it goes for both. And I'm not trying to body shame anybody. I feel like we all can be dressed a nice way, but according to our look or body size. You can be sexy without trying to be half naked and wearing shit that ain't for you. Everything ain't for you, mama. Every. All that fashion over shit you see on the ad, you know, yeah. like it's not gonna fit you like that, baby. It's not. Well, gonna I fit don't you set like myself that. up for failure. <laughs> <laughs> like I told somebody, that. I was like, "Look, I'm fat. I could tell you that shit. Don't wear that shit. Don't yeah, wear." Bad, it'd be like the bad bodies, and they'd be like, "In my sometimes like they, like I think I might even ask somebody one time, like, did you see? Have you seen any of my exes, like?" The audacity. That is so <laughs> rude. Oh my God, Brian. Because I think we should start leaving up old pictures of who we dated before so people feel like maybe that's not for me. You know what? I honestly <laughs> don't even post the people because. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, we should. But I get like, your point. You like, just... if you had your resume up, right? And people seen where you worked, they wouldn't come at you with the fucking email saying, for eighteen dollars an hour, you know, contact <laughs> us now. You, you'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, you know who the fuck I am? Have you seen my fucking work? I, I feel like... like that's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> right. So maybe we should have like because some people like when I do look through their pictures and it's like a baby shower picture and I see that baby father, I'm like, <laughs> I know I can fuck her tomorrow. Like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm judging you off of that last nigga you was with. I'm judging you off. That's why I don't post shit. I don't post it. Like, sometimes when I be like, that's your baby father? Okay. All right. I'm in there. Like, Looney had to go get the fucking snowball. Like, that's the nigga you (laughs) fuck with? Like, y'all don't realize how much we judge. Just like y'all judge us based off of who our baby mothers are and people we dated. We doing the same shit. Like, we like, yo, you fuck with that clan ass nigga? Like, but the problem is, so many guys out here on social don't have anything on their page yeah i take off my exes at first i used to like i used to leave them on because i felt like it was like a bitch move to be like oh i deleted pics but then it was like you start meeting a new person and they're like well why you still got pictures up of your ex so you gotta take it down yeah that's why i just don't put them up i just always feel like there's two brands there's the relationship brand where wcw 
and Wednesdays is dedicated to the person I'm with. I post my girl, mm-hmm. post nice shit about being in a relationship. Well, right now, you post up and then, fucking filth. Then there's the hump day side. Because people really think, like, I mean, people have this real crazy perception, like, you wild, you out of control. Like, how could anybody take you serious? And I'm like, I'm totally but, different. I mean, I'm, you totally different. I'm totally different in a relationship. I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even post the shit that I post if I was in a relationship. I'll say that. It does calm when you're with somebody. Your persona is Because calmer. I'm not going to be, I'm, I feel like it's disrespectful and rude to post certain stuff if I'm in a relationship. Because it leads to some of the DMs that I get. Okay. So the responses that I get to some of my Wednesday shit, they be fishing. Oh my oh, God. I'm sure. Like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, Especially the ones where you put up where it's like a question. Like oh, a I know they, they skipped the poll and yeah. just go in your DM. Yeah, because a lot of them don't want to answer in the poll. And they'll like say like they answer in the poll and I'll be like, laugh out loud, ha, ha, ha. But, you know, it's, it's always interesting because it's just like, yeah. But in a relationship, I'm completely different. Now I feel like I ain't trying to be in one. Take it or fucking leave it. If you take everything on social media serious, cool. Hopefully, I meet a chick who's not even on social media. Like, when I date a girl who's not on, like, who's not on Instagram or Facebook or something like that, and they have no idea, we have the greatest time. But the girls who who watch the shit and see the shit, they overthinking shit. I do feel like you overthink sometimes, but then sometimes it's like you got to trust your gut, like... And you know what's happening. I think that's what you know what's happening. You know your you know your nigga, right? So you like, oh, I know these hoes when he posts up, oh bitches, y'all like when we choke you out and grab your weave. You know it's some thirsty ass bitch who responded, like, yeah, I want you. So you know what's popping up. But off. I don't get those. Not saying it's it's a response. I don't get blatant, I don't get blatant DMs like, I want you to fuck me. Or can you fuck me but like that's that? That's what they saying though. They I, I can read between lines. That's so I'm what not they're stupid. saying. But if I say, like, you want it rough or you want it gentle, and you respond, like, give it to me slow and soft, kiss me, I know it's what you're instruction. doing. It's instruction. Right. Yes, it's instruction. But then somebody like, yeah, that rough sex be the shit. Like, I know what they're doing. I just laugh out loud, ha, ha, Unless I look at that picture and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you know, I might say something look, bad. Now but I'm every- assaulted because all I get is the double tap with the heart. That's all I get. From me? Yeah, I'd be like, you're assaulted, Brian. Make a girl feel good once. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> nah. As soon as, I, as soon as I shoot that shot, then everybody gonna be like, I told you. I knew it. <laughs> this motherfucker had me at that show and he was fucking her the whole time. Listen, don't get me caught up in your mess. No, don't get me caught up in your mess. <laughs> okay, I met, so a couple, speak- met a couple of your dudes. They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, That'd okay, be the first buddy. thing I do, like, if they do come to the show, hello, this is, uh, <laughs> I need you to meet my friend. Um, but his ignorant ass, you still be saying the most, and you know they sitting back there. The show in, uh, what show was that? Um, Baltimore. The June one of last year. Yeah. You you went kind of hard in the paint there. What did I say? I don't remember. Fully. I might have said something about you, but not you and I. It was something about maybe like. No, you did. Hit. You said something like. You, I think you did that whole spiel like, oh, everybody think we fucked, but we ain't never fucked. And 
he's there with his homies and i'm like back <laughs> i'm backstage like this motherfucker he like yeah and then you did the whole thing like the style yeah like you were talking about my booty i said oh brian just gonna go for it today <laughs> he was drunk it wasn't nothing like that it wasn't it I was, was. <laughs> no because see that's the thing i'm always being honest it was like me telling the truth we haven't been with each other but it was just like i mean it was we, funny the way you said it it was all right. true and he got to know this nigga is sitting there with his friends like and his friends are like <laughs> speaking yeah. of which have you had any exes hit you up during this time because my phone has been ring-a-ding-dinging no my exes don't really like me i don't i only have one ex <laughs> i got one ex-wife and one ex and uh no <laughs> i don't think i'll be getting a call anytime soon <laughs> Yeah, I've got nope. a few. Are you making out okay? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Have you sent any? No, I don't. I don't. I mean, for me, like, I just be chilling. Like, this whole thing is funny. You know, it's like, I thought this shit was going to be like, we're going to be locked down for a month. Once I started realizing in like week two or three, that's when I posted, like, I'm over FaceTime. I'm over fucking Zoom. I'm over talking on the phone every day. Like, just give me my fucking space. When the shit is over, I'm a pull-up type of guy. Some people want to, what you're doing, text you. I want to talk to you on the phone, get to know you. And then by the time I realize there's a certain level of interest, I want to pull up and see you. Whether we're going to lunch while you're at work or we're going to get drinks on Friday. I want you to meet me somewhere. I'm an action type of guy. This don't allow for any action. We just keep talking about what's going to happen. Oh, when I see you, oh, I can't wait. Oh, when this is over, you're going to fly to my city. Oh, we're going, you're going to come <laughs> up. and fly out? Well, I, I meet a lot of people online that don't live here, you know, which is good because I don't really want to meet people in Baltimore anymore. Like, I know I your baby. Don't. I know your baby father. I know your ex-husband. I know... The nigga who you dated in high school, I know this dude. It just makes shit complicated. So I'd rather, at this point in my life, like I'm more interested in the weekend I don't have my kids, Friday night, jumping on a plane or getting in the car, packing a duffel bag, one good pair of shoes, one pair of jeans, a couple shirts. And Sunday, when I'm tired of your ass, I'm giving <laughs> you excuses and I'm, and I'm flying back. You know, I always really enjoyed long-distance relationships for that aspect because during the week I got to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do and I didn't care what the fuck you were doing. But when it was our time, I'm fucking dehydrated because that's all I'm doing. Like, right, I really like that aspect of the weekend love. (laughs) Yeah, and it's cool at this point because it's like if I don't want a relationship, it's enough of a relationship that when I see you, we get enough of that in. We might already have shit planned. Like, we going to a comedy show. We're going I, to dinner. And I know we staying people... at a nice hotel. Because I don't like... I'm, if I come out of town to see you, I'm not staying in your house. Like, I'm not staying in your apartment. I like that's fair. Like, I would do that the first, first couple, couple times. times. Yeah. The after a while, it's like, all right, nigga. Yeah, because I mean... I, I, do you have a I girlfriend? Wanna... I need to come up in the house. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to spend like $300 getting a hotel room every weekend, like $150 a night or something like that. But I do like the idea that if I'm in my hotel room, and this is the thing, most women have children. So some women might have kids back at the house or 
you know, their ex-husband or their baby father or the nigga they fuck with might be like, damn, this bitch missing. I don't know what the fuck you got going on. I don't give a fuck. When I come in town for that weekend, I just want you to be attentive and I don't want to be looking over my shoulder. I'm not flying with a gun on me. I'm not driving with a gun to three states away. So, oh no, for real, like, you got to take a gun to these chicks' house when you go. Like, it's very rare that I go see a woman and I don't have my fucking gun on me. Um, so you just don't know what niggas be into and you don't know what these chicks be into. Like sometimes it's not even them. It's just a nut ass nigga riding past and see the bedroom light on and now he knocking at the door. I ain't climbing <laughs> out the window. I'm gonna walk out that front door and it's him and me. And then it's like, they don't want you to kill their baby father. So they're like, oh no, let me just get rid of him. But the whole thing is like, <laughs> that happens I'm, to I'm me. already out of town. So I'd rather just step inside my hotel room and if he in the lobby waiting, trying to figure out what room number we in and all that, that's different. But if he at your front door and I'm out of town, like, nah. Man, you I yeah, it, it, I, I'll, I'll do that the first couple of visits. And then afterwards, I, you know, I remember one person in particular, I was like, look, I'd rather you pay for an Excella train ticket than the hotel. So we can stay at your place in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want the Excella train ticket. Thank you. Um, I, did, yeah. I had that happen before, though. So I had a to long go. time ago, I went to see a chick, and we stayed at her best friend's house. And it was like 3 in the morning. We had just got back from hanging out. I'm, like, sleeping on an air mattress in, like, the living room. And I'm just basically, like, in my underwear and, like, a wife beater. And I had, like, fell asleep. And we, you know, we had stayed there the whole weekend. And the dude came in and was like, yo, what the fuck? Who the fuck is these niggas up in my fucking house? My dumb ass wakes up and just, like, start going in on a nigga. <laughs> like, yo, I don't give a fuck who you are. He was like, I pay all the bills here. He was like, yo, who the fuck is these niggas? So I'm like, yo, I'm right here. Like, this way I'm staying at the night. And I'm in my underwear. Like, I'm in my underwear. Like, nigga, you got to get the fuck out of here. And so he was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. He was like, yo. I'll be right back. And I said, look, man, I'm from fucking Baltimore. I don't give a fuck where you come back, who you come back with. Fuck you. And so when he left, the chicks was like, oh, my God, like, we can't believe you just handled it like that. In the back of my mind, I'm like, me neither. Like, that's not even me. (laughs) (laughs) In the back of my mind, like, me neither. So when he come back, he, like, banging on the door, and then he at the window, like, step outside. I got something for you. I got something for you. So he either got a gun, a knife. He got something. And I'm like, nah, yo, we good for the night. I holler at you in the morning. I'm in here with your bitch. We in here with your... <laughs> but I wasn't even with the chick that he fucked with. My homeboy was. And he was scared. And um, the whole point was, I just was like, fuck it. And the next morning when I went into the car, I always tell a story and I do the Minister Society run when he came oh, with the car to And he was like, two hands. But I was li- really looking over my shoulder like, I'm going to go get in this car and I just hope this nigga don't pull up and just blow my fucking head <laughs> off because I'm really not about that life. I'm like, I'm a good guy. I'm going to fight, but I was like, what am I even fighting over? <laughs> like, this is his house. This is his bitch house. Like, when we leave, he's going to be back here. And the other girl was just like, oh my God, it was so sexy the way you handled that. And like, she called one of my friends who, like, knew us back at home and was like, he was just on that Baltimore shit, girl. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had beat that shit up. So it was like, on top of it, like, he laid that shit down and the nigga made me feel safe. <laughs> oh, shit. 
I had that happen to me one time. I'm in this guy's house and where he stayed, it was kind of the projects-ish. It wasn't the projects, but it wasn't a good complex either. I'll say that. Uh, it might have been a mixed unit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm in there, in his bedroom, laying in the bed. We had just finished fucking. We landed. All of a sudden, you like hear shit outside, but that was normal. Like somebody out there fighting. <laughs> okay. And he got quiet, like, shh. And I was like, and I'm laying there, like, we're both butt ass naked. And I'm like, he's like, oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, you know them? Like, like you know the people fighting? Like, <laughs> he was like, oh, I think it's this girl. And I was like, nigga. He was like, no, just stay here. Like, I ain't gonna let her come in. She ain't come in, but he was out there. I'm just laying in the bed like, this ain't my scene. But he go out there. I can hear his voice now. And I'm like, oh, this is messy. So she's yelling all this shit like, I know you got a bitch in there. I know you got a bitch. <laughs> so he comes back in. I was like, should I go? Like, because I'll piece the fuck out. Like, I don't care. And he's like, no, stay, stay. Like, it's good. It's good. It was quiet the rest of the night. He's like, all right, let's leave. Go get breakfast. So we get up, go get breakfast the next morning. We walk out motherfucking tires slashed and it was a note on the car like lucky i don't know who that bitch which car was that bitch's car either and i was like because <laughs> i was not i was not in baltimore like fuck i'd have been pissed i could have drove back home. <laughs> but she slashed all four of his motherfucking tires and left a note on the driver window like you lucky i don't know who bitch car that is when so, i had yeah. my house downtown when i had my house downtown i had i had a girlfriend and I had my baby on the way. So it was like kind of like a little Usher Confessions joint where I had the baby on the way, but I had a girlfriend and, you know, I'm dating the girl. But right when I was about to have a baby, I'm like, oh, this is not going to work. Like, we should just go ahead and call it quits. Like, I had just bought her a dog. Like, did all of this stuff for her to start making her feel comfortable with the baby. You coming gave her back. a dog and she it's a baby. The other girl got a baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> but we break up. But when we were together, she lived in D.C. So she would come, and I might not be home. Like, I might be out with Nick at a bar. We might be hanging out somewhere. And it's like, I just bought this house, and I'm like... But she would come, and she would, like, put groceries in the refrigerator, like, fold a nigga clothes and cook. Like, if my friends was there, and it was, like, 1 in the morning, and she came, she'd just start, like, frying fish and stuff like that. She was just like... What? Yeah, she was, like, a good woman. Like, she'd bake cornbread. She would do all types of shit. (laughs) So when we broke up, I was like, yeah, you know, I just think it's best, you know, with the baby coming and everything, like, I don't really even want to, you know, keep this going. And it's, I got a lot going on. So she was like, well, I just want to get my stuff. So I'm like, okay. So the night that she like, I'm in Baltimore and I'm not going to be in Baltimore maybe for another two weeks. I'm coming to get my stuff. I got a bottle on my way. I got the bubbles running in the bathtub because I had the jets in my bathtub. You know, I got the, you know, scenic view up on the fourth floor. I got the whole thing going, music, me and the girl laid back, champagne popping, taking a bath, all types of stuff. Like, I'm on some Ronnie Romance shit. And this is like a new chick. And not even, you know, the baby over there, she down in D.C., and this is a whole new chick. So, good Lord. We in the bed, and I just happened to, like, hear my phone ringing, and it's like 10 missed calls. And she was like, I'm outside. Fuck it. I'm just going to come in. At that same time, I see that shit. I look out the window. I see her girlfriend sitting on, like, the hood of the car and another girlfriend, like, talking to her. And I'm like, well, where is she? All of a sudden, I hear my door opening up in my bedroom. 
I run over and the girl naked in the bed. And I'm like, same time, like I push her out the room and shut the door and I'm naked. She just punched me in my face like, stop. <laughs> like, you got a bitch in here? And I was like, nah, like you're out of line because I told you to call first. And she was like, I did call. I just want my stuff. And I was like, man, you you didn't follow the protocol. So I'm like trying to get her. I had like 44 steps. It was like the fourth floor. And so you have been in my old house, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to get her down the steps. And I'm like trying to pick her up and hurry. We get to the next floor, which is the third floor. And my brother was staying with me because he was going through something. And he got a gun in his hand. Like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, <laughs> what? And I was like, yo, it's good. It's good. Like, everything's cool. So I basically dragged her downstairs. Like, when Charles put the girl out on fucking um, Diary of Ed, a Man. Like, <laughs> like, no, Charles. No, Charles. And I just, like, sat her outside. And her girlfriend's like, you ain't shit, nigga. You ain't shit. I was, like, I was like, y'all put her up to this dumbass shit. Now give me my motherfucking key back and lock my door. And so I come upstairs. And the girl was like fully dressed, and she's like, "You want me to go outside and beat that bitch up?" And I'm oh like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Nah, I just want you to just sit here until they pull off, <laughs> and then you can leave." So then, as soon as the girl left, I call her like, "Nobody's here. You overreacted. Now, if you want to come back and have a conversation, you can. But I just wanted to make sure you did things the right way." And then she came back the next day and got her stuff, and I was like, "Nobody was ever here. Nobody was ever here. You." <laughs> Totally overreact. <laughs> oh my god, I hate you so much. I was twenty five. I was twenty six. I remember that house. I pulled up. Yeah, I was like twenty five. Yeah, I got in trouble that night too when all y'all came there. I just, I just got text like, "Yo, Brian, having it." I was like, oh, "All right, we pull up." <laughs> so if you was twenty six, then I had to be like twenty two, twenty three. I know around the time when when we had maybe that was a little later. Because when, when I had crossed and y'all crossed, that was when it happened. I got in trouble because we was all hanging out. And I told all y'all to come back to my house. At the time, my soon-to-be girlfriend, we wasn't even in a relationship yet. She was coming to my house that night. Like, oh, I'm going to come after I leave the club. So when she came in, it's all the niggas there. <laughs> niggas, women, all types of shit. So she upstairs on the fourth floor in my bedroom. We were on the second floor drinking. Like, wasn't even no mm-hmm. furniture up in there. Like, we were just all sitting around drinking and shit like that. So it was like, one of your line sisters, she had, like, an afro. And I was like, I love natural hair. So I was, like, playing in her hair, walking her to the car. And then I gave her, like, the Delta Q hug. And I, like, picked her up and was like, whatever. But they had went to high school together. So all of a sudden, I'm coming up back in the house. Everybody's leaving. And she's coming down fully dressed, like, oh, I seen you out the window. And I know the, <laughs> I know the girl who fucking, who you was out there talking to. And I seen you hugging her and planting her fucking bush. You know how girls want to try to downplay the naturals? Like, <laughs> you was planting her nappy-ass fucking head, nigga. And I was I just like, you. no, no, no. It's not like that. I swear. It was nothing like that. But, yeah, that was some good times. Oh, to be 20-something again. Yes. I would have never fucking got married if I could do it all over again. Really? Yeah. Well, how old were you when you got married? 31. Oh, damn, you weren't even young. I mean, I was, like, I felt like it was, I felt like looking back, it was young. But when all of your friends are married, like, a lot of my friends were married or engaged or were in relationships. So I feel like we all kind of 
be like how our friends are. Like that was my circle. If my friends were like whores and we were just all like running game and throwing parties at our house and having game night, it would have been different. But everybody was kind of like with somebody. So it was like, you know, that was what we were doing. It was like, oh, you, you're about to be 30. You're in your 30s. Like, you got to do it. It's what you should yeah, do. Yeah, like everybody want to be married and that's, that's the life, you know? It's so funny because I think about that um, when I look at my friend group, almost all of my guy friends are married with kids. Not almost, yeah. almost all, all of them. Almost. Yeah. Then when I look at my girls, <laughs> majority of us are single, never been married, no kids. Mm-hmm. Hoeing. Look, we, this summer's <laughs> slowing us down. This summer is slowing us down. I'm so pissed. <laughs> but see, and I was talking to, I was talking to a younger girl about this, and she was like, "Well, I just don't see why at 40 you would still want to be single and living your life." And I was like. Why not? Forty when I was like forty when our parents was forty, like was you so your, different. Like you in your twenties, you don't even know shit about the world yet. Like you went on your first couple of vacations and you think you're the shit. Let me humble you, little girl. You don't <laughs> even know how to use your pussy yet. Oh, the God. difference of being forty is I know me better than I ever knew me. As things that I learned, let me take that back. I probably wouldn't even never regret getting married because it's things I learned about myself by going through that process the divorce the separation so many things you learn about you as a man or woman period that you can never get back from having experience like nip says something like experience is the best teacher and you make good decisions based off experience but you get experience from making bad decisions and so some decisions you make the only way you're gonna learn and find who you are is how you come through shit so being married I know, like, at 40, a lot of chicks that I meet, like, they just don't fucking add up to what I would want as a wife. Or, and, like, people think, like, that you just being a hoe when you see through a lot of game and a lot of bullshit. You see through a lot of shallow shit. Women think that they're ready just because they're single. That does not make you ready to be a wife or come on, a man Steve Harvey. woman. Yeah, it's just a lot of shit to it. <laughs> but rather than confront people on that bullshit, I just play the role, like, I just want to be single. Like, I was telling the same female... Don't tell people you're looking to be in a relationship or find a husband. Just say, I'm looking for, I'm not looking for anything, but if it goes into something, I am. People will tend to try to be what you're looking for based off of that conversation. If you're looking for a husband, now this nigga like, oh, I want to get married because he wants some pussy. But everybody is coming with their representative. You're not going to know who he is until you give him some pussy. But it doesn't that go to just people really not one not one not knowing what they do want honestly one, and then two people just don't know how to communicate at all. They don't. They don't. But at the same time, some people are being honest and saying, "I want a husband, I want a relationship," and then that guy comes and says all the right things because he wants pussy, and he's like trying to you're you're telling him what to say instead of allowing him to show you what he really wants because if you're saying i want this i want that i want this he's going to keep trying to match everything you say you want to get what he wants to get what he wants and then it all falls apart at the end and you're like well you said you wanted the same thing no he said he wanted what you wanted he never really said what he wanted but if you say i'm not really looking for anything if it evolves to that what are you looking for that's when he'd be like oh i'm just chilling too you know oh somebody tweeted this weekend it was like if a nigga say i'm chilling then he really is just a manipulative ass man 
Damn. That's my shit. They were like, don't let a nigga tell you he just chilling. <laughs> That's my favorite line. They'd be like, so you dealing with anybody else? I'm like, I'm just chilling. Chillin'. Yeah, they were like, he's just... A because this shit is fluid. Or- like, I was telling the chick the other day, like, shit is fluid. We can have a conversation on April 15th, and you're the only person I'm really actively, like, seeing. Now, May 1st, I walk into fucking Wegmans and see this bitch in the aisle getting, you know, her... Her fucking ass, I go bread or something like that. And I'm like, damn, this bitch is bad. Now I'm talking to two people. But April 15th, as a single man, I was the so, only talking to you. Okay, so this is what I, I try to do because of exactly what you're saying. I don't have them scheduled, but I try to check in, right? Because things do change, right? So to your point, when we first started talking, it was just you and I. And we yes. not nothing yet. So I'll check in and be like, all right. Just make sure we on the same page. And I'll, yeah. it'll be real quick. It don't even got to be nothing. I mean, And I'll just be a, like, are you fucking somebody else? And he might say yes or no. You, you talking to somebody else? He may say yes or no. And I'll be like, all right, that's all I need to know. Thank. And then I can move accordingly. Because sometimes it happens too. And I feel like, I feel like this is where women fuck up sometimes. We clear the bench. We clear the bench. And focus on that one person who got our attention at the time. Right. And then we fuck up and then we get mad because it's like, oh, you see somebody else? But we never said we were exclusive. We never said exactly. you know, my boyfriend, girlfriend. And I feel like that's what we fuck up. Everything gets entitled, entangled with this one person while he was out here. Not even fucking somebody else, but he was just talking to somebody. And the thing is, too, I, tw- I posted this tweet. It was a tweet. It was like, women don't want anything until the dick is fired. And now they're confused. So y'all meet a dude, and he's not 6'1", 6'2", and he's not, like, the perfect job or perfect this. But then he fucked the shit out of you. And I was like, you know what? He worked hard as shit, though. Like, he's a really, <laughs> like, you know what? The way he loved his kids, y'all start finding ways to be like, Good he's a one. Good dick is a clowder. Good right. dick is a clowder. So, in the beginning, it's like, I've met chicks where it's like, in the beginning, they're like, oh, you got how many kids? Oh, three kids? Oh, I don't have any kids. Like, And then all of a sudden, like, you lay that shit down, and they be like, it's so sexy the way you take care of those three kids. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the type of father you are. But that and shit is so fucking like, true. When you don't shape your beard up for the whole COVID, you looking really sexy. <laughs> like, y'all start finding shit that be unattractive to be like, you know what? That's I am really guilty good. as fuck of that. That happened to me. It was, I, I remember one time, it was the time I I would never look at a skinny dude, right? Like, yeah, I'm a, like, what? Uh, no. And that shit, that, that <laughs> tore it up. And I was like, woo, yo, he's so creative. It's just his mind. <laughs> <laughs> the way his mind works is just. <laughs> People who start, like, sex will cloud your judgment on a lot of shit. Like, it will fuck shit up. It really does. I mean, I, But I feel like you have to do it anyway because I just, this is my advice. Take oh. shit slow to the point where, no, I, I give really good advice. Do Take you? Just, yes. I always have good advice for the ladies and it's always real. Take shit slow to the point where, like, you're not rushing into some shit or getting caught up off of the dick or the early excitement of seeing somebody new. Okay. Allow a chance for some red flags to pop up and note duly note that they're red flags. Don't skip well, over shit. Just yeah, because I was like, people skip over the red flags. Yeah, like some people don't even know, like, it's good questions just to be like, how did your last relationship end? When was your last relationship? 
why haven't you been in a relationship for four years? Well, they haven't fucking been in a relationship and they're not planning on being in one. Why have yeah. you never gotten married? Have you been engaged? Oh, then you find out all of a sudden, three months later, he's still married. Well, you never even asked me nothing about my past, my past relationship. I could have told you we've been separated for four years, but she won't sign the papers. People don't even ask questions. And by the time they get fucked, now they're in this cloudy ass situation. And I'm not saying like start holding out on the pussy a little longer, but get some information before you give the pussy up or find out like stuff before you committing to seeing this person so many times. And then when you don't want to do it, I understand what you're saying. But when you don't want to do it, cut the shit off. Like, we got to stop letting... Y'all be letting motherfuckers hang around that y'all don't even fucking like or have an idea that you're ever going to like. That's him calling again. Tell the niggas stop fucking calling. Yeah, I think it all goes back to just using your fucking voice, like, and speaking up for what you want, whether you don't want it or you do want it, right? But I, I've, I've done it both ways, right? I've done it where the dick was bomb as fuck and I just the red flags were white flags okay and i've done it the other way too where the dick was weak as fuck but it's like but he got money and like so i've i've played both sides of the game where i've but i've also done the game where i made a nigga wait and i'm like i still don't like your ass or i fucked you the moment i laid eyes on you and end up being a relationship so i just feel yeah, like it can go all different ways i think right now but when women are at an age where they're talking about they're looking for somebody and they want something serious you gotta dic- take a different approach like that's where like you can't be so quick to not find the information you want and then when you find out the information that you don't like just step away from it instead yeah, of I- trying to hold on to a situation and then you got you're like you're weighing pros and cons too early in the situation i can fuck with that and i feel like that's the one thing i'm taking out of this um rona shit is that i don't we don't have the ability to be clouded with um really good dates and and shit like that so it's just all i can do is talk to you through this fucking screen right and so and that, but and that's and that's cool too because just by talking to people you can learn stuff women be like i just yes i love it I'd rather just text. Now, my whole thing is, like, we got to have one good, solid hour-and-a-half conversation, decent conversation, because I want to kind of, like, just talk to you. Like, I want to hear your voice. Like, other than you just texting me, like, that should be so shallow, because after I got, like, a text limit in my head. After, like, 15 minutes of texting, I got ADHD. I'm, I'm fucking texting you, and I was texting somebody else talking about I'm outside. And they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, that was for my homeboy. <laughs> but I got ADHD and the shit is all running together. I just want to have a solid conversation about what you do, what kind of work you do. What do you, like, not like, uh, interview, not an interview, but like, we just talking and I want to feel the yeah. vibe, the energy. I can't feel your energy over text. And the text messages, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, I'm with you too. So that's what I've really been enjoying is that we ain't got shit else to do, so we just been talking. And so I'm yeah. like, oh, I probably would have never learned shit Cause I'd have been mm-hmm. on the dick and trying to be cute out somewhere getting drinks and shit. Right. But it's really been quality conversation. I'm like, Oh, oh and that's color, good. color me surprised. But I'm like, when, I, you, when you pulling up. <laughs> right. And I had something I wanted to talk to you about a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, 
what the fuck? And I didn't listen to the episode because I'm guilty because I've I never listened to the episode. You never listened. Only the ones you're on. Go ahead. All I heard was the little part you posted something about something about consent. Let me say something about this consent. <gasps> I was trying to avoid this with you, but I knew he was going to bring it up. Okay, go ahead. I'm not checking in during sex asking you, is it okay for me to choke you? I'm not checking in asking me, is it okay for me to spank you? I'm not checking and asking for me, is it okay to call you a bitch? I'm doing what the fuck I do. And you just got to fucking deal with it. That whole, like, like consent, like, is it okay for me? Is it After I eat your pussy, is it okay for me to put it in? Fuck no. I'm not asking that. That's just killed the whole move. Is it okay if I slide my penis inside you because it was- <laughs> because you're saying it in a voice that you wouldn't say it in but nobody I'm would sure ever say if it. you're fucking right you've been fucking before so are you gonna ask consent after you suck my dick can you sit down on it i should right because we talked you about that in the episode we're talking about consent. look but you, we talked but about you- that in the episode and i said it i said i'm guilty of it i've i'll be sucking a nigga's dick and then just sit on it i didn't ask him did he want to fuck me exactly so it goes both ways you're absolutely right Women are guilty of the shit, too. I feel like the consent has already taken place in a certain I, way before a, we even get there. Okay, so in the episode two, we, we, we did talk about this, and I used the example because I had to break it down in layman's terms with niggas like you. So I said, for women, <laughs> for women to show that we're guilty of the shit, too, I would recall this time I was sucking the guy's dick. And something happened in the moment where it just wasn't right. He stopped saying all shit, fuck. He let go of my head. And so I don't know what was happening. Did he have to fart? Did I stop? I wasn't sucking his dick good no more. Like, but I picked up on it enough to be like, oh shit. Right. And so she was like, Well, how did you know? And so she's that's these are all the things I said. Like, I noticed this, I noticed this. He stopped saying this. And all of a sudden, his body tensed up, like his butt cheeks was clenched and he was coming up off the sofa so i'm like what the fuck was happening in the moment right so later i found out but that was a moment for me where i realized like something was happening here that i should have opened my mouth like are you okay and i never did i just kept sucking, like well let me try this this way right? like right just because i love you <laughs> but that was the example i used right and so i do think you're right because i can't ever recall a situation that i was in where i was like hey do you want me to do this now it's, and my it's thing is not. like that. Okay, so even in the act of sex, yes, are you checking in? Checking in with what? Is this okay? Are you okay? I turn think, around. Like I think the check in occurs in that moment where I felt something was wrong. If you don't feel nothing is wrong, but I'm like, talking about like we having sex. Like I'm not checking in with you to be like, can I put my hand around your throat? If I put my hand around your throat and you don't like it, just remove my hand slightly. <laughs> like, well, I, and I think okay, that was her saying no, nigga, right? Without having to say right. no, nigga. Nonverbal communication is like 90% of the communication that we have. Yes. But I just feel like we're also, I think for not all people, because everybody's not out here raping everybody, right? One. But I just feel like some people just don't even have that, that language, that intelligence enough to be like, read the room, bitch, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) If if she don't want it, you could tell when somebody don't want to fuck you no more. Or the yeah. shit is just changing. I mean, and that's just point blank. So if yeah. you were in a situation where uh, you was eating a bitch pussy and all of a sudden she starts yawning, you might be like, the bitch is yawning? <laughs> she yawned while I ate her pussy? Like, that would make me feel some kind of way. 
It would. And that would be like the consent. That don't, like, that ain't a consent issue with me. That's the issue of, but like, the fuck wrong with you? <laughs> like, but yeah, I, but just, I don't think that But I get that. you. Nobody's having a checklist while they're having sex saying. Yeah. And then when I read the questions, like, that's when I was like, man, fuck this. Like, you know, I was blatantly, you and know I me, I'm going to be there. You, you just be who you are, very. You know, you gotta go against the grain sometimes, but it's not even me going against the grain. I just feel like I'm realistic in the sense that I think differently. And, and there's a couple of other things that I want to talk to you about that oh, I want to get maybe on that. But no, I was actually having a conversation with some friends, and this struck me as I'm really loose as a guy. I'm really, uh, maybe I'm too secure or too confident in myself. But I was talking to friends, and it was like you know, married women shouldn't be going on girls' trips. And I was like, why? Because if, if in my mind, I always had the idea that I go on a guy's trip, I go on a family trip, and we take a kid's trip. Like a family trip and then a wife what, trip. What was the fuck was the rationale on that? So they were just like, oh, you basically setting yourself up to give your wife a chance to go fuck another nigga. And I was like, how? And I was just like, any female that I'm dating seriously... In my mind, I almost have to believe she's not going to do nothing. Because if I feel like she is out here doing shit, sucking She the could do the shit in Baltimore. Exactly. And that was my whole point. <laughs> if she's going to do it in Jamaica, she's probably doing it when she's telling you she's working late at the office. Or she only needs 15 minutes to fucking nigga in the car outside the job. But my point was, are you that fucking insecure or shallow as a person that you really want to control your wife or girlfriend from going and taking trips with their friends, I just was, like, shocked. Because I thought, like, it's always been that way for me and my friends. Like, my friends would be like, oh, yeah, I'm sending her and her girls, you know, I'm sending the wife to Jamaica with her friends for her birthday. I'm not even going. I just want her to take a girl's trip. And so my question there is, do they go on guys' trips? They was saying, yeah. They was more, like, a chauvinistic perspective, like, oh, yeah, it's okay for me to go where I want to go, but my fucking wife's not doing that. Oh, fuck that shit. But it was like, I was... I was trying to figure out, am I the minority? Because I was the one of maybe four people who was like, I just don't give a fuck. And the other three people was like, oh, yeah, they definitely fucking, oh, yeah, you know, I have been on trips and met a group of girls and they at the resort. And I'm like, I've been on trips like that and I ain't fuck no girls who was at the resort. We might have flirted. We might have talked shit, fucked around in the pool, you know, bouncing the ball around and, oh, y'all getting drinks later, y'all gonna be down here. But most of the time I was even with my wife or somebody honestly i'm sitting here thinking of like some of the girls trips i go on most of the time like i can't even think of a time i might i don't want to misspeak but i really can't think of a time we went where the intent was like yo we about to get slutted the fuck out like right and it was even like oh we can't wait to go to this wine this and we're gonna like they're so scheduled sometimes or they're literally nothing where we're just like we just want to drink sleep and lay on the fucking beach Cause the most of the time I go away, like if I'm if I'm at a resort or I'm in another country, it ain't that many of us. You get on the plane, it ain't a whole lot of chicks getting off at the same destination. You like Jamaica about to be lit. You get to the resort and you barely see us. And if you see us, <laughs> if you see us, we're usually with somebody or it's a couple's trip. And that's it's what I was gonna rare. say. Yeah. As groups of single women, it's hard to find single men traveling in packs, right? Yeah. So now you might couples. Now, 
they was like, well, they can get the local dick. Now, Jamaica men, Jamaican men are definitely putting the They're pressure very on y'all to no, fuck and stuff. Any but, Caribbean man, I literally, when I go to Caribbean Island, sometimes I pretend I'm gay. So they leave me the fuck up. Like, when we went to St. Lucia, my nigga, I had to leave the beach. Like, do not touch me again. Like, I don't want my foot rubbed. I don't need your drink. I don't want to get on your jet. You went to Jade Mountain? Did you go to Jade Mountain? No, I didn't, but it, that okay. looks fabulous. Yeah, you went to St. Lucia, though. But yeah. But yeah, so that, I was like, like, that was it's... like one topic that came up, and it was another one that was like real. Look at you making pinholes, like, oh, we got to talk about it. No, because in my mind, I was just like, damn, that's crazy. And it was like stuff for me where, like, even just like having conversations with other men about the way women dress and, oh, she's a fucking hoe. Look how she's dressed. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Because I like for my woman to be dressed like hoish. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I take pride in, like, if you're with me, you can wear what the fuck you want. Like, I don't mind, like, long as it's suitable to your body. It's your birthday and you got on, like, a cat suit or something and you look sexy. Yeah, like, I want to feel like in that moment, like, my bitch is bad and she feel good <laughs> about feeling comfortable being with her nigga dressing like that. Like, I don't want, my issue is, you get dressed up to only do that shit with your girlfriends. Like, as your man, I want you to feel comfortable. Like, don't just throw some jeans and a sweater and want to go out with me. Put that club shit on that you do when you go out with your girls. Like, I think that's fair. We like that shit. Because we feel like sometimes y'all will go out with your friends and I feel like women you compete with your friends. You've done the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, because y'all competing with your friends. Like, you want to be well, like... I don't think oh. it's competition, no. No, women dress for women. And men dress for men. I tell the people that all the time. When a nigga is buying a pair of five hundred dollar retro Jordans that nobody else got, a woman is not like, oh my god, he got the ones and they the breads and they the off whites. He wearing that shit for other niggas to be like, oh that nigga got some money. He he wants some fly shit. Now other women might be like, he dressed nice, but they have no idea that the shirt came from fucking Express. Just like we don't know that your, your dress came from Forever Twenty One. Girls would do that. Like, who the girl with the cheap ass dress on? I just said the bitch. <laughs> I just said the bitch look good. She fat as shit. Well, them shoes cheap as fuck. They fucking knock off red bottoms. Like, I don't know what the bottoms are. Black bottoms, Betty bottoms. She look good. But y'all will sit there and be like, oh, well, she got on. That Louis purse she got on is the the newest model. or It's the, you know, cord leather one. We don't know shit like that. So I feel like we kind of do it for our own sex in a way. Not in a gay way. Not busy. Yeah, it's like a nigga be like, I'm wearing Javanchi. Five niggas be like, he got on Javanchi, or girls to see it. But I don't wear the shit with the labels across the chest. To me, that's kind of kitty. Like, not kitty. Yeah, it's kitty when your your clothes have to say the label across it, or the designer has to be plastered across the front of it for everybody to know. Like, I feel like that's the black people shit. When you walk into Gucci or Balmain or one of these places. And they take you straight to the loud hoodie, athletic <laughs> shit. Like, just give me the polo shirt that's $200 that don't have nothing on it. Or the sneakers that don't have no, like, clear label that is this type of label. And I'm good with it. Or I'll take the $50 shirt that just fit nice. But some people got to be, like, so label You got to see. You got to see. If yeah. I'm paying this much for it, then I need you to motherfucking know what the fuck this shit is. I get it. I don't do it. I just, I'm not that yeah. label whore, but if I had money that, for some of the shit, I would do it, but I just can't spend my money on that shit, so I don't. And then it's part of that, that's white validation. 
So it's the white no, because it's the white validation that I feel like I can eat at the places they eat at. I can buy the clothes that they buy. I can go in here walk like sometimes you walking in the Gucci with the mindset. I'm gonna show these motherfuckers I can afford the shit they can afford. So I had a going. moment like that yeah. and um, it pissed me off afterwards. <laughs> I was like, they asked probably left a $5 tip. We were at this vineyard down in Charlottesville and this is like a week after those riots happened in Charlottesville a couple years ago. Uh-huh. And it's this, the, the one of the vineyards there had this really fancy restaurant and you had to get the reservation months in advance and all this shit. So it was like a four course, they had courses. And for right. lunch, four courses was 90 fucking dollars for lunch. I was like, fuck. So, of course, we do that, and we do the wine pairings. So, I'm like, yo, this bill about to, it's two of us. I'm like, Ash, this bill is about to be, like, $300. And now we got to tip on this shit. Of course, we tip, like, 30% because we, like, we the only black people in here. I hate when I got to do that shit. And I do it, too. I mean, I honestly, black waiters, white waiters, I give 20 because I always feel like in my mind that there's this stereotype that I'm not going to tip well. Yeah, I hate and it. usually the difference between tipping well and tipping regular is five dollars. So, <laughs> you know, it's not a big deal. It's never usually a big number when we talk in percentages. You know, that's true. So sometimes it's the difference between giving them twenty or seventeen, and it's like, really, you gonna hold off on three dollars? Because I can't stand <laughs> when women pull out that calculator, the calculator tip. Like, you don't know how to do 10%, slide the fucking decimal point over, and then multiply <laughs> by two. Why the fuck do you have your fucking calculator out on your phone? Women are famous for that shit. I don't know if y'all not just good with math. It'd be like, this 20% off, how much is that going to be? But like, yo, when I was a kid, my father used to make us do that shit in fucking Hex. Like, we'd be at Macy's. It's like, so rewards. funny. I'm guilty of that sometimes, but I was really good at math. Yeah. But women are women women traditionally think they aren't good at math. That's what y'all say. Well that's why they try to push for women in STEM careers. All right. Any final thoughts, my friend? Final thoughts. Um I don't know. I, I feel like we didn't really get as ratchet and ignorant as I was feeling. We so, did. You we we did. I feel like we haven't because we haven't been out in the world. I don't yeah. have any recent thoughtiness to really pull from right now yeah. i have no inspiration i ain't seen no ratchet shit i ain't done no ratchet shit like the most ratchet thing i'm doing is sneaking a nigga to my house because we're supposed to be social distancing Ooh, like <laughs> yeah that's true i, mean, I just think I guess... we, we the inspiration is is a little low right now i'm just drinking so fucking much i would like you dang. drink every fucking night it looks like every other and I've gained 10 pounds. And that's where I'm like, Fuck. I mean, it's liquor. Yeah. But it's like also the Grubhub getting cheesesteaks and wings and shit like that delivered at one o'clock in the morning. That's uh-huh. fucking money. That shit is like money. Like we had the fire pit and all of a sudden the car pull up and it's a whole pizza, 20 <laughs> wings, two subs. Like we go overboard. It's just crazy. But I mean. But I feel like right now, um, it's like, fuck it. You got to live. We don't got that many pleasures right now, so fuck it. We don't. And I wasn't smoking cigars for a while, but then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Oh, yeah. You know, the last here. episode, you said you was preserving your lungs. I was. And I, like, literally, um, I don't know if you knew the guy Heavyweight. He passed. And it was just everybody's like, post. I didn't know him. Yeah. It wasn't Rona or nothing like that. But it was just like, yo, motherfuckers die every day, B. Like, <laughs> like not that I want to 
not that I want to go, but but I, I feel you. Like, I was like, you know what? I'm just had to try to be as cautious as I can be. I go to the post office every day. I walk in, drop my stuff, and keep it moving. I don't touch anybody. I don't touch anything. I go to the fire pit. Uh, that's it. Like I'm not out one of these people like out at a function or something like that. So yeah. it's just like I feel like all risks have to be calculated in some capacity. Like that's just what it comes down to. But I like that. Sum it up. All risks. Um, I'm gonna just say, you know, I'm Brian for all the ladies out there. I'm a young forty. You know, I uh, wish you guys could see how he's posted up right now. Yeah, I'm a young 40, um, you know, a great spirit, vibrant, smart, intelligent, a little ignorant, but I'm balanced, you know. And this is not an opportunity for you to shoot your shot. I just wanted to just tell you about me. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, nah, my plate is full. I don't need another fucking text or call or DM. Thank you. Please leave me alone. Look at you growing up. Growing I just, up. I'm, I mean, just like women just have so much shit with them. Y'all think y'all so ready and be, men be like, y'all be like, there's so many women available to y'all. They bullshit too. Why they gotta be bullshit though? I mean, I'm just saying like, y'all be thinking that men not ready. Y'all don't be fucking be ready. I know I'm not ready. So every time I, I, I link back to this period of time where I was like, yeah, this is it. I'm ready. I'm like, whew. And then it comes down to, like, I was having a conversation with somebody as well. Like, y'all be like, y'all want something. And then you're not emotionally available. You're still, like, your ex, Ooh, still, popping up over, your ex still popping up over the house and shit like that. Like, how are you emotionally available when you're still dealing with your ex? How are you um, ready to move on to something and you still haven't closed out your marriage? Shit like that. Like, some of y'all separated or just fresh out of a marriage and thinking you're ready to jump into the next and you ain't addressed the problems you had in your last situation. But that's a whole nother episode for the love doctor. Yeah, I think we might have to uh, tap into that a little later because we didn't def gone over an hour, but yeah. we def- uh, What we need to do, and um, y'all can respond to Booney in her um, inbox or DM and let her know how you feel. Maybe we'll post a poll. But we'll pick a night on an off night, not when it's versus or a bunch of shit going on. Yeah, we'll and do we'll, a live. Yeah, we'll do a live. We'll just split the screen and we'll, you know, have cocktails and we'll do toast and people can drink at home. Or would y'all prefer, like, a bunch of us get on a Zoom and do it? Like, where we can see each other. Some of the All right, I'll put a poll up in, uh, on Talk to, to, Talk to Boonie Tuesday and see what people say. Yeah, and we'll go from cool. there. Yeah. You did. You got your eyebrows done. Everybody keeps saying this. No, I did not. Okay. Yeah, you don't got your hair done, so like wax it up. Thanks, sir. Yeah. And good you day to wax? you. Have you had a wax? I have not. You just full full cabbage head. We're not there yet. <laughs> but that he's getting whatever pussies on the menu at this time because I cannot bring myself to shave it. I just I can't. I'll take, I will take Harry over shaving any day. My, my thing is wax it or Harry. The shaving is just not my cup of tea. I don't mind a little hair, um, but that shave shit is phony as shit. Noted, noted, noted. <laughs> so if you shoot, you get shot with Brian, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I know they're walking around here with them beavers. 
Well, no, some people wax their own pussies. Yeah, some of them over there shaving it too, and they they a little embarrassed now because they shaving it, and it's yeah, all just, stubbly down there. Like I might stubbly. trim it. I think we're at the point where I might trim, but I can't shave it. Yeah, it's stubbly as fuck. When y'all think y'all got it like freshly shaved for that night, and by the time you get there, it's all it's stubbly. Like four and, hours. <laughs> yeah, like you got a five o'clock shadow. Like the fuck. <laughs> Grow up. Good day to you, sir. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. I hate you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. Thank you to the homie Brian for stopping by the podcast. Uh, he's always a favorite of you guys is to chat with and hopefully outside opens up sometime this year so we can get back to some of our escapades so we have stories to tell you all all right and yeah i'm definitely gonna put a poll out to see about a instagram live or zoom with brian all right and if you enjoyed this episode i encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast spotify soundcloud stitcher google podcast iHeartRadio, or any app that you listen to podcasts on Don't forget to leave those reviews too. Five stars, five stars, and you can hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Stay healthy, sane, and safe. And thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Ho, my stay. Until next time.